Hi, I'm Erica Ramirez, founder of Illy and host of What About Your Friends, a podcast dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. Every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, I talk to my best friend, Stephen Othello, and your favorites from within the Ringer and beyond about friendships on TV, in movies, pop culture, and our real lives. So join me every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, where we try to answer the question TLC asked back in the day, what about your friends? This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid, featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh, my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit Lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive that sets the pace and seating for up to seven adults with zero to 60 speed that throws you one moment and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Welcome to Food News. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm David Jacoby. Let's put 30 minutes on the clock. 30 minutes. I'm very excited about today's rundown. And I just want to say, I'd love to know if people are also excited about this. So give us a call at 646-STEW-138. That's 738-9138. Actually, I had no idea what the numbers were. We love hearing from you. We really do. And you leave us a voicemail, you'll be on the next episode. Also, um, Chloe, who called last week. My family agreed that she did not seem like she was 11. So we need Chloe to call back to prove that she's 11. I had people in my life say, (laughs) you know what? I listen to Food News and your co-host made an amazing point about the size of ice cream. I was like, I know. Thank like the you. second you said that, I was like, I'm so glad you brought this up. This needs to be on the forefront of the discussion for our species. Thank you so much to the That's people a really in your great life. Point. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Let's get into today's story. It's a real heater. Yes, it is. The first story I just want to say is it seems like just a, a discussion about a fact of an event that happened, but it's truly a mystery. It's a real mystery. Truly. Lana Del Rey, the internet sensation and pop star and singer, was working, like, behind the register. In uniform. In uniform. Bringing people coffee. At a Waffle House in Alabama. And had a name tag. And she had a name tag. She had a uniform. She was not really wearing makeup. She was blending in. She was working at Waffle House. Was, I would not know that was Lana Del Rey if I was at the Waffle House. Um, me neither. She just looks like a regular I also didn't know how person. successful she was. Like, oh, I was reading huge. about it. She's got like 15 billboard hits. I'm like, really? I could she, only name one. She's been around a really long time. She's not really your style. She's like more, of, she's like kind of like sad girl pop and that's yeah, not really your vibe. That's not my vibe. Well, she was at a Waffle House, crucially, in Florence, Alabama. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the internet does not have answers. Actually, I'm surprised it has not been like de- definitively yeah. figured out. But the leading theory is that she was probably um, either doing like viral marketing for her song, which is called Paris, Texas, where she talks about American cities that are named after European cities. So like that's a song that she wrote. Paris, Texas. Yeah, she's and she's in Florence, Alabama. And so oh, I think it's Florenceville. 
Oh, I thought I thought it's in oh. Florence, Alabama. Oh. Yeah. So I think that this is like related to her interest in European named American places. There's also a theory there's a there's a, a music studio nearby mm. within miles called Muscle Shoals. Oh. So, so so other people have theorized that she was just like in the area recording music and then went to Waffle House. But <laughs> she just went to Waffle House and got a job. That's the thing. It's like <laughs> she has a name tag and a uniform. Like it'd be one thing if you're like, hey, like I'm famous. Uh, ask the cook if I can fry an egg or two, teach me how to make a waffle, take me behind the scenes. That's fine. Yeah. But this was premeditated. Yeah. She was like, Okay, today I work at Waffle House. <laughs> I work at Waffle House today. Now, counterpoint, it sounds awesome. Like it? Just like just for one day, you know what I mean? Like I've always wanted to be like a guest bartender at a you bar know what's or funny? something. I always wanted to work at a sandwich shop in like a yeah. cute summer town. I always thought it'd be really cool if like my life as a teenager was working at a sandwich yeah, shop. Yeah, just, just making sandwiches for it, people. It's like be on like a Netflix show. And then you would have break <laughs> and you get to make your own sandwich off menu. And you just think all day yeah. about that sandwich. And then you'd make it in the morning and let it marinate because we know your style. I like that you think this is later. about the sandwich and not about like. The, the uniform. <laughs> or like <laughs> a summer. With People? Summer romance yeah, with like yeah, your yeah, fellow yeah. sandwich maker. Like oh, the, oh, I thought that's a the cute guy or something yeah. or like whatever. After the first month, oh. like, you think Steve comes every day because he loves the tuna salad, Juliet? <laughs> Snap out of it. Yeah, exactly. That's what it would be. What if she finds love at Waffle House in Florence, Alabama? And then writes an album about it. Yeah. Just builds. builds Why do it? you think she's really at Waffle House working in Alabama? I think she's filming a music video. The- no. Okay. She what they would say that. Would they? Witnesses posted about it. They Maybe weren't filming a music it's video. It's research for an acting role. That's another possibility. Is she an actress? And she could be. I feel like she seems like the type of person who will become an actress. Research? Really? Although, I don't know. Everything is shut down right I now. I think it's just like a whimsical like thing. I well, think she just, I think there's no reason. I think she's just vibing. She's a real internet kid. So she like understands how to create like a viral moment. So it might be that. And, I, yeah. and the fact that we can't figure it out is really to her credit, because as I was looking into this, I also saw that recently in the past week, David Letterman also worked at a high V supermarket in yes. Indiana. But that was explicitly to promote, which I didn't know he had, his IndyCar team. And yes. there was a race in Indianapolis. And he did. And he was like, was like the high V race. Yeah. And, yeah. and he did like every um, job, like for like a few minutes and like walked around. It was like a real like press a opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, OK, fair enough. It's David Letterman. He doesn't need to be doing like this like viral thing that Lana Del Rey is, but I just thought it was like, really, t- she gets it. Like, we're here we are talking about it. Yeah. We have no explanation. It's a mystery. And like, I ho- kind of hope we never find out. Like, I hope this is just like, remember the time Lana Del Rey worked, worked at, Waffle, at a House? Waffle House? And we, no one knew why. Yeah. It'll be disappointing if we're all being set up and she's coming out with like a new album called Waffle House. Because I think this is actually just like, not a, a financially motivated move on her part. It's hard to believe there aren't more things just called Waffle, called Waffle House. House. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> like, why not? <laughs> and like, Waffle House has is, is built itself such a distinct reputation. It's got its own like unique corner in the like chain restaurant world, right? Which is like just so Waffle Housey. I still never been, so I can't. You've never been to I've a never. Waffle House. <laughs> <clears throat> Never. Oh, very brief personal story. I've stolen a frying pan from Waffle House before. So you're banned? In um, frying pan, man. Yeah, yeah, How'd yeah. you get it? I, I I just reached over and grabbed it. It For, was like 1.30 in the morning. Stole a frying pan from Waffle House. Walking down the street with a friend in um, Alabama, Auburn, Alabama. Okay. And the cops pull us over. We're walking from the Waffle House to the hotel. 
And the cops pull us over, and I'm like, oh, my God. I've got a stolen Waffle House frying pan on me. <laughs> I'm going to jail in Alabama for stealing a frying pan from a Waffle House. Huge waste of jail and instead, time. they're just like bothering us because people don't walk from place to place in right, Alabama. Right, and right. they're just like, what the hell are you guys doing us? Can you just explain to me, having never been to a Waffle House, how is it possible for you to like be within arm's length? Of it's a, a frying I have pan. long arms, A, and okay. it's a, it's a counter-based situation. And so you're close enough to the frying pan yes. just to reach out yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, is there anything in it? No, it was a stack. They do a lot of frying, like tons of eggs. So they have like stacks of frying pans because they don't have time to clean them all. And the stack of frying pans is right next to me. And I just grabbed one, gave it to my friend as a memento. Personal story, moving on. August 5th is National Mustard Day. Mm -hmm. And as a result, there is a new new, um, gizmo, gadget, attention-seeking candy. Yes. Which is mustard-flavored Skittles. It's a collab between Skittles and French mustard. And it is what it what it sounds like mustard flavored mustard flavored skittles, skittles, which is going to be gross. And this is all huge marketing bit, fine for Frenches. But some of the details I find interesting. Do you know where you can get the mustard flavored skittles? Like at Walmart? No. Where? From the mustard mobile, oh. which is going on tour on the East Coast. There's layers to this I just did not understand. I'm oh. like, you're taking a mobile, like a mustard mobile on tour, and you think people are gonna like line up around the block to get mustard well, skittles? Jacoby, anyone who follows you on social media, particularly Instagram, knows oh, yeah. that you love a great activity with your kids. And Saturday, and you know, August- I love you know food themed vehicles. Saturday, August fifth, from eleven to three in Hudson River Park. I love Hudson River Park. Sounds like you're going to try these Skittles. <laughs> Maybe I am. <laughs> and you can do a live uh, taste test. Um, at first, I was like, wow, this is disgusting. But the more I thought about it, I don't like Skittles. Like, it's just, it's that not. Does my, that led to my question. Are Skittles overrated? Yes. I don't like them at all. And I'm actually like, I feel like maybe I would like a mustard, like a savory mm. Skittle, because I don't, I don't like them as is. So I'm open to to change. Uh, Skittles or Starburst? You had to pick one. Starburst, 100. percent See, I like. Let me just pitch you Skittles for a second. Okay. What I like about Skittles is with M and M's, you can grab like five of them and pop them in your mouth. I like that each individual one has, has a flavor. Has, like, it takes you on its own little trip. So I eat them slower than I do other candies, and I'm like, oh, look, a green one. That'll be fun. And then I enjoy that green one. And then I take a purple one. I'm like, oh, purple time. And I enjoy that purple one. That's one of the reasons I like it. It extends the sort of the the time spent with my candy. I never want a, a grape flavored candy. Oh, I like artificial grape. No, it's not for me. The grape soda? No. No. No thanks. Really? No. Love, I, I, I love artificial grape. I'm sure I've said this a million times, but. It's not actually great. Nothing. It's just its own flavor. Right. Sim- right. Similar yeah. with artificial cherry, which is just like its own flavor. Its own thing. Yeah. Um. I really would like for you to go. I would go if I were going to be here. It's a Friday, but I won't be here. So. Friday from 11 to 3. Yeah. No chance. Can you send your kids? No, they'll be in camp. Oh. So we just need someone to go and then call in, and they should call. What number? 646-138. There's also opportunities in Georgia and Washington, D.C. also next week. So mm-hmm. check it out, people. Also, like, I just wish these stunt foods were like a little more widely available. I would like to try this. That's kind of my it, point. It's like, not possible. I have to follow for me. this one vehicle to get this thing. I know. And like, we get it. There's the there supply was, chain, distribution channels, and blah, blah, blah. But the truth, no, well, I was going to say, like, the truck formerly known as the Wiener Mobile. We under, yeah. I understand this is like a competitor with like the Mustard Mobile, but yeah, yeah. just make it a little more widely available. I'd like to try it. And a lot of people minutes. sent me like Instagrams about this. So there's yes. a lot of interest in the mustard There skittles. is a lot of interest in this. And I think that people would enjoy them. Next, food crime. 
In Texas, Mm. someone crossed the border from Mexico to the United States with several large wheels of cheese. Four wheels of cheese. Um, That honestly look pretty gross. I don't even know if they're actually cheese. They just, like, look like cheese. Yes. And in the middle, it was, like, a a hollowed-out cheese. There was no cheese. It was just the rind. And turned out it was filled with cocaine. 18 pounds of it. Cocaine cheese. (laughs) Great stuff. So in the last year, we've had cocaine bear, cocaine sharks, and now we have cocaine <laughs> cheese. But like... I would be disappointed. I'd rather have cheese than cocaine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if this arrived, You're I like, was like, oh, my cheese is here. I understand the street value is higher with the cocaine, but like my personal enjoyment is better with the cheese. This morning for breakfast, I had cheese. Like I had yes. green cheese. Like yes. I'm not joking. So I would be so disappointed. <laughs> you had cheese for breakfast. It was a weird morning, but yeah. <laughs> I will not ask any follow-up questions. I just was like, geez. So this would be hugely disappointing to me. I think this is one of the worst smuggling jobs I've ever seen. It seems bad. But I do like that the the 22-year-old man, remember, 22, reported the cheese wheels to the authorities while going through, (laughs) which I like. He was like, I've got four wheels of cheese. Yeah. I'm not trying to sneak this cheese past you. So do you think that he was involved in this or is he like a like a mark? Did he know that he was carrying drugs? Yeah. Oh, he knew he was carrying drugs. And also it was a secondary screening. So they like flagged him as suspicious and then got caught in the secondary screening. I want to know what this person looks like, what their car looked like. I need more information to see why they would flag him for this kind of follow-up. One of the things I've learned from food news is like the shocking volume of food that's driven across the border of the United States and Mexico. I feel like yes. we're always talking about this. Always. And it's like random foods things. Like yes. it's not even, I don't know. It's just so, it's so random. Remember the meat one? Where we're <laughs> yes. Like, I don't know. It just seems like there's got to be a better way. Also, you can't fly with this shit. Or ship it. Or ship it. Yeah. Why UPS. not ship it? You'll, it's probably less dangerous to just ship it. Definitely. That's a great point. Although I think it's a felony. I think it might be a higher crime, but who knows? Listen, if there's any cocaine cartels in Mexico that need consultants, we can be reached at 646-138. Uh-uh. Don't call us. <laughs> okay. I'm not getting involved. Okay, fine. All right. Let's move on to another story that I'm really excited about, and I think you probably are, too. DiGiorno is piloting in two locations, and mm-hmm. neither are available to us right now, a pizza kiosk where you can order a DiGiorno personal pizza that in that machine is warmed up for you. So it's like a frozen pizza that you can order on demand. They're testing it on the DiGiorno campus um, and at one Walmart in Colorado. That's why I said Walmart with the Skittles. The Nestle campus, where I guess Nestle owns DiGiorno. DiGiorno. Um, And if it goes well, it could become a new thing all over the place. And it would be $9 for a pizza. Mm -hmm. And I would love for this to be an option in the airport. Really? Yes. I like DiGiorno pizza, and this just seems, like, fairly simple to me. It's, like, it's huh. frozen in one part, and then it's cooked in the other, and then it pops out. Like, I don't know. I eat so much crap. We all do that I don't think about the provenance. So I feel like maybe that's off-putting, but I would be, like, legit psyched to have DiGiorno pizza as, like, a an easy option when I'm, like, on a layover or in a hospital or, I don't know, something like that. Like, just, like, waiting around DiGiorno pizza seems like a godsend. Okay. Counterpoint. Okay. You're missing some key variables. Number one is the <laughs> amount of time, right? So it goes How long is it going to take frozen to cooked in a few three minutes. minutes, yeah, which is pretty gnarly. <laughs> and then it says it cooks it at 390 degrees. I don't know if you know this. I'm a former pizza professional. <laughs> you are? Yes. And wow. I also, I don't know if you know this, I have an oven. 
I thought you were say you had kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But if you put the oven on at 390, it's hot. But not cook a pizza in three not minutes scorching. hot. Not go from frozen to hot, hot. And I think that you are right. The idea of a freshly cooked DiGiorno pizza available to you on the go quickly is amazing. However, have you seen the pictures of these pizzas? Mm. Yeah. Well, I've just had so many crappy individual pizzas at like basketball games. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. the bar is like so, the movies or whatever. The bar is so low yeah, to begin yeah, with yeah. that this just like seems appealing to me. DiGiorno has really good crust. It's not delivery. It's pretty good. It's DiGiorno. Yeah, DiGiorno. DiGiorno, you used to like make your own DiGiorno, but now it comes like sort of pre-made. You could, I think they still have both, but yeah. Early on, it was like just crust and you had to get your own toppings, which I enjoyed. What would really kick this up a notch would be if they had like um, condiments dispenser attached to it. So it's like, oh, you want marinara? Sure. You want ranch? Here you go. Like, yeah. let's not pretend this is like fancy pizza. Like, let's just offer the people what they want, which is condiments for dipping the crust. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. they should take that into consideration. But I also just want to say there is uh, some precedent for this. In Rome, where they like are really serious about pizza. Yes. They do have pizza vending machines, which I have to say, I kind of want to go to Rome just to try the There's, vending machine. Rome's awesome. <laughs> I do love Rome. After you get through with the Vatican, go check out the pizza vending machine. <laughs> you know, it's called Mister Go Pizza. It's also ready in three minutes. So yes, if they can do it in Rome, I have confidence they could do it here in America. The Rome one sounded much better. They're each made to order, so it's like like I think it they also have, like looks much. Better. It's like a thin it looks crust. cooler. Yeah, yeah it's, and they call it. It's not truly pizza. It's a different sort of type of pizza. Um, I can't well, say the... That's because they're so specific about yeah, the pizza Yeah, but it's Rome, more of a but... really thin, crackery, sort of like St. Louis style, it sounds like. It sounds pizza. good. It sounds good. It looks much better. And it's probably worth the trip to Rome. It probably is. Also, I, I watched a Netflix show recently. It was a food show. Maybe... Sh- oh, Chef's Table Pizza. Mm. And I did a whole episode on this, this Mr. Bonchi in Rome. And it looked awesome. And I was like, fuck, I really need to go to Rome for pizza. So hopefully sometime soon. I do love Roman pizza. Anyway, I'm excited. I know you're a frozen pizza yes. guy, as a, and I'm a frozen pizza gal. But so. in the pizza in the Rome thing, they're like, it's a great way to get quick pizza, like late at night. It's perfect. And there's a part of me that's like, don't you, you have regular also pizza? Also, just like get a slice. You know I what know. I mean? It's well, like really quick pizza, made to order. Get it in three minutes. It's like that is everywhere. They're called pizza slices. I will say though, in Rome, like in Europe, they just have like a different code. So yeah, I feel yeah. like late night food is actually probably not as available while yeah. there's like late late night drinking is more and available restaurants are like you sit down for two and a half hours yeah we're not trying to get you in and out yeah exactly convenience is an american thing so yes. anyway all right next story my dad sent me an article over the weekend oh about um the the girl dinner which is how i like to eat it's a it's a tiktok trend where yes. it's basically just like throwing together a lot of snacks that you have in your kitchen in your fridge to make a meal and i I think famously really like to eat dips and dessert. So like yeah, yeah, I prefer yeah. apps and and dessert to anything else. So I'm like, yeah, this is my lifestyle, but it's become a TikTok trend, which means it's being commodified and exploited yes. by Popeyes. And I'm all in. <laughs> okay, great. I fucking love it. But first of all, the concept <laughs> of girl dinner, I don't love the name because like everybody does it's this. Me- it's meaningless. It's completely ridiculous. Yeah. Like why should it be like, oh, like a like a silly girl thing? It's very, Barbie would be like, what are you talking about? It's just dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Barbie's changed my Barbie life. Barbie would not be cool with this. Barbie would be like, so you mean dinner? Mm-hmm. I was, I, I was so like, I was like, is this like being rude to women? Are they trying to say it's like a diet thing? But Stupid. everyone does when you're like by yourself, you don't feel like cooking. So you just like get, grab some cheese and some crackers and some, like, breakfast. and some like baby carrots and, and just like some stuff and just eat it like this is normal it's also like um 
very financially responsible because then you like eat through the things that yeah. you bought. Yes. You're like, okay, here's what I have. I'm going to eat it. So I really like it. But basically what Popeye's has done is they made it so that you can just order a bunch of sides to make it a full meal. Okay. How is this different than just Popeye's? <laughs> they had a sides menu before. They just used the words girl and dinner and applied it to the menu. It's like, it makes no sense to me. You could get all it's, of those items. It's just building off of this this trend. Yes, yes. I mean, give me a deal. You know, if, if you're if you're trying to like get me to buy into yeah. your girl dinner, give me a fucking deal. Like three sides for there you go ten dollars. Look at that. I'm in. Done. It's downstairs. Give me a deal. If you're gonna if you're gonna label it something, <laughs> then also give it a markdown. Exactly. Like really get us excited. All right. Moving on. Um, I'd like to talk about Cher. <laughs> Who wouldn't? I <laughs> do love Cher. Do you follow her on Twitter? No. She's funny. I should. She tweets like random things, usually in all caps. It's like, <laughs> she's just really weird. I love Cher. Um, I would love for Cher to be a, a contestant on Golden Bachelor. How do you know she's not? It's true. I don't. <laughs> is she over 65? Yeah, she is. Yeah. So she could be on it. All right. Cher has her um her own brand of gelato. In fact, she she did tweet, this is real. I'm launching my gelato. Watch out, LA. It all started five years ago. Now it's finally happening. Each word capitalized. What took five years? That was the part where I was like, it's an ice cream truck. What, to, what, what, what were you doing for the last, I don't know, four years and 10 months? Well, she was thinking of the name, and the name is Cher Lotto. <laughs> Cher Lotto. Which is really good. It also reminded me that I wanted to follow up on something from last week that we discussed, as we were like, what's the difference? We didn't really ask it. We sort of dismissed the difference between gelato and ice cream. Yes. And then I wanted this. I wanted to actually know. So we both Ten independently minutes. looked it up. Jacoby, would you like to explain? Of course. Um, no heist news for you this week. So I just, no, so yeah, you want to give me something to do. I want to give you like, something. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> we both independently decided to figure this out. Yeah. And bring this to the table is our edutainment. Now, here's what I've learned. Okay. Similar to ice cream, gelato is made from a custard base of milk, cream, and sugar. The difference lies in the proportions of each, with gelato having more milk and less cream compared to ice cream. But that's not all, Julia Lippman and Food News listeners. Gelato also doesn't usually contain egg yolks the way that ice cream does. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Does it? Because I read that and I'm like, oh, so it's ice cream. Well, it's just a little <laughs> bit. It's like a tiny bit lighter, yes. like fluffier. A tiny bit like less no dense and less yeah. fat and yeah. like less eggier. But if if you were to give me a spoon with chocolate gelato and a spoon with chocolate ice cream, like I, I'm sure I could you know feel we're doing the that. difference. You know we're doing that now. I yeah, want, we I think we, we have to do that. We can tell the difference. Yes, that's next week. All right, tune, tune in next week. <laughs> that's a great one. We'll get some of those Talenti gelatos. And, yeah, and like everywhere. A, and like a Haagen Dazs chocolate. Love Haagen Dazs. I think Haagen Dazs doesn't get enough love. As you can tell, I have a lot of ice cream takes right now. Yeah. It's summer, <laughs> yeah, and I've yes. been having ice desserts cream and dips <laughs> a lot. I like how you said as I as I like to think famously. I like to circle. <laughs> I was like in my head when you were saying that. I was like, you like to think that that's famous. <laughs> I just like to think that everyone knows that. <laughs> Yes. Who who might have burst your bubble? Thank you. I know know it might not be true, but I'm just going to go with that. Do you associate gelato with Italy? Yes. Do you associate share with Italy? No. I do. And I think it's because of... um, (laughs) Mamma Mia? No. That's in Greece. Uh, Yeah. Moonlighting. (laughs) 
Isn't she like Italian oh, yeah. in Moonlighting? She's like from Bensonhurst or something. Maybe she might be Italian. Yeah, I, I do. I associate her with Italy, which is why like j- the Sherlato made sense to me. I like Cher a lot, but like I don't often think about her. I don't think about her ethnicity at all. She's like not even she's a human. Just Cher, she's yeah. one of the aliens. Yeah, that, she, she's that just we like, just discovered existed this week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Cher is the person on the back of the plane. She's like that motherfucker is not real. It is actually Cher. And I think she's actually um, Armenian. So oh. That yeah. makes a lot of sense, too. Yeah. So, uh, you know, she, she's just Cher. She's Cher. Yeah. That's who she is. And um, yeah, she's an Armenian. She's Armenian-American. There you go. Great for Cher. Great for Armenia. Um. All right. One more story and then into our taste test. Okay. Last week we talked about, or two weeks ago, we talked about Burger King introducing the cheeseburger, which is just a pile of cheese mm-hmm. in between a bun. 20 then, slices of cheese. Now they have the real meat burger, which is multiple, it's just meat, like a lot of meat. I saw one guy got 20 patties, but when you buy it at Burger King, it's three. Yeah, so it's the real meat burger, three patties, and this is in Thailand. Mm-hmm. And you can purchase additional patties. That's correct. For $2.90 a piece. That's so much. Seems pricey. That's so much. And also, things are generally cheaper in Thailand. At least they were when I went there 11 years sure. ago. Um, a Whopper Jr. is... Is two fifty here in America? Yeah. So this seems ridiculous. I, it's ridiculous. Maybe it's harder to get beef there. I don't know. I don't know either. Thailand has just nailed the marketing. Thailand Burger King in Thailand is Burger like, King done in a really Thailand good is job. killing it. Somewhere We've like, talked about like, it so much now. Yeah, yeah, somewhere <laughs> like the CMO of Burger King is like Josh in Thailand is killing it. Yeah. We need to give him the whole entire Pacific region. <laughs> I know he's doing a really good job. Yes. Great job, Josh in yeah, Thailand. Josh is, Josh is definitely like now in control of the Vietnam, Cambodia, and other neighboring neighboring countries. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kids' education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, You should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and one. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. This episode is brought to you by UGG. Y'all know UGG is a brand that athletes wear all the time in the tunnel and on travel days. Well, I bet you think Ugg season is only during the colder months of the year. Au contraire, you're wrong. You need to check out the latest spring drop from Ugg. They have everything from sandals to clogs. I like the sandals. Ugg has you covered for your next spring adventure. Shop the golden 
collection at UGG.com. All right, on that note, Burger King will be the vehicle for us to try Ed Sheeran's hot sauce. Ed Sheeran's hot sauce. It's called Tingly Ted's. Tingly Ted's. Um, as many listeners may know, this is going to be really hard for me. Yes, you I are cannot not have hot sauce, but I'm going to do it for hot content. Sauce person. Um, Tingly Ted's has a really nice logo, and I'm just going to tell you what it says on the side. By the way, Ed Sheeran's name is is Ted or Teddy. Oh, his like actual name? Do his friends call him Ted? Uh, I think he's Ed, but his Instagram is Teddy's photos, and I think he's a Theodore who oh. goes by Ed. Oh, okay. Oh, right, sorry, an Edward who goes by Ted. That's what it is. is dude, wait. Ed, Ed, what? Edwards often go by Ted. What? Like, like I Ted, thought that was just a Theodore thing. No, Ted Kennedy was an Edward. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. It's kind of oh weird. Oh my God. I don't really get it. But I had, oh, I had no idea. Yeah. That's like it, that's one of those things where you're like, what's uh, what's William in Spanish? And it was like Guillermo. And you're like, yeah. what? Like, yeah. like what? What? <laughs> I know. That doesn't make any sense. Or isn't um, Stephen in Spanish Esteban? That sounds a little bit closer. A little. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, Ted is the nickname for Ed. For Edward. Oh, great. Who's Ted? He's Ed Sheeran's sidekick, a Teddy with a taste for hot sauce and a craving for adventure. Together, they've made a mix for all. It's loud. The chili sings, and it brings a tingle to everything from brekkie to late night nuggets. Now, I can Hold see. On. Can I pause for a second? Sure. Can you give me like a twenty second Julia Littman's Ed Sheeran takes? Um. Addicted to following his career, mixed on his music, think he's really weird. Great. Um, he seems like the kind of guy to me who would be really big into hot sauce. I bet he eats a lot of bland food and then just pours hot sauce on top of it. Oh, so, yeah. So I'm not surprised that he he made this. So we have two varieties here. Mm-hmm. Extra tingly hot sauce mixed by Ed and Ted. Um, shake to wake Ted. So I'm going to shake it. This is vegan. Is yours vegan as well? Um, I have no idea. Um, what's yours called? This is vegan. Mine is called Tingly Ted's Tingly Sauce. What's yours called? Extra Tingly. Extra Tingly. Okay. Oh, man. Let's start with Tingly. I'm afraid. I know. And this one has one out of four peppers, which I believe indicates the spice. Oh, right. So we're going to use... Burger King fries. Burger King fries. Cold Burger King fries as our hot sauce vehicle. Honestly, I think this is a great way to taste hot sauce because it's like if you can make a cold fry taste mm-hmm. interesting. All right, here is the you're going tingly. Re- you're going really deep. I'm not going to yeah. have that much because I like hot sauce. I'll die. Okay. Oh, it's got it's fruitier than I thought. It's got like it's giving me sort of like a mango pineapple like kind it. of a thing. It's not that. It's not that hot. It's not. It's not like a normal I hot ha- sauce. I have to take a sip, but it's not that hot. Yeah, it's not that hot. It's good. It's got it's got a unique flavor. I was about to eat more cold shit. Like, there's cold sort fries. of like there's there's this like area of hot sauce which is like Frank's and like Louisiana and like Red Hot, which all kind of taste similar, the same. This is a different type of hot sauce. Do you feel the tingling in your tongue? No. Because that's my issue, is that like I meet my tongue is immediately reactive because I have this tongue issue. Oh, right. And so like my tongue is like now impaired. That it, it's a cool sort of like gimmick for food. Like, um, I don't know if you know this, I have kids. I gave my kids Pop Rocks for the first time. Oh, do they love it? And they're just like, they're looking at me like, what is Am this? I okay? Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, and I, when I saw Tingly Hot Sauce, I was like, oh, that's cool because it would be nice if this was like particularly like my tongue was tingly. It does that for me. I was like, that is a good bit for food. But that's part of my sensitivity. You also, know, Pop Rocks are insane. They're insane. When was the last I'm, time you had Pop Rocks? I had l- 
in when we went to Spain in that dessert, and they did. Oh, that's right. And my my tongue was inert, and it didn't. Re- yeah. It didn't react. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> when we were in Mallorca, Spain, which you can go to on United if you want, direct from Newark. Okay, that's good. I'm gonna say this is good hot sauce. Ed Sheeran makes some good hot sauce. That's really too hot for me. That one's. Julia <laughs> just made a face. It's not that much unlike the face my kids made when they had pop rocks. That like, is this okay? Oh my god, I'm having coffee to wash it down, which luckily <laughs> has has milk in it to like to like help coat your tongue because you're supposed to have milk for that kind of thing. Yes, yes. Whew, this is in trouble. I am Sharon. in trouble. Aaron Sheeran makes some good hot sauce. I'm taking this home. Sorry, producer Mike. This is going in my backpack. Um, it's a very easy to carry. One of our easier to, to port yes. items. All yes. right, quick personal food news. I went to Whole Foods yesterday morning. Very rarely do my grocery shopping at Whole Foods, but I was like feeling lazy and I could drive there. There's parking, so I wouldn't have to worry about that. I bought corn. It's cone. Corn? I've seen that video. No. Um... I've always been someone who boils corn, like corn on the cob, to eat it. Oh, yeah. And then I, on the packaging, and I know you could do this, and Dave Chang's a big proponent of microwave eating, so I use my microwave to prepare my corn, and it was so easy. I was like, yeah, so you, like you wouldn't know the difference, right? What was it? No. And yeah. then I put it into like a tomato salad with feta. It was really good. That sounds awesome. It was really good. And I was just like, wow, I've made making corn so hard for myself for all these years. And it was great. I love corn. I, you know, I never have it in New York City at, at home. Like, I don't think of it as like a, mm. a city summer food. I always think of it as like a yeah. rural thing. Yeah, yeah. Go to the beach, pick up some corn on the but side I'm of the like, road on the way home. But I like, yeah, but like I go to Just Salad and I have corn in my salad. Yeah, so like, yeah, why yeah. am I not doing that at home? Anyway, it was great. Also, I love Just Salad. That's amazing. Um, I have a similar themed food news, personal. It's summertime. It's extremely hot out. You're wearing a really wrong outfit. I know. I know. You, you, you mentioned this. I'm just like concerned. Dude, I know. But it seemed like you seconds. were concerned that I was hot. It was like you could, you were like concerned I was in a bad place. You know what kind I mean? Of. It wasn't like it was like. Yeah, it's kind of like, it like, like when like a I'm, teenager shows up in like some really like dark outfit on like yes, a really like yeah. sunny occasion. It didn't occasion. seem like you were worried about my physical comfort. You were well, like no, worried about like me I as a person. I know you're taking the subway and for, we're in an excessive heat warning. Jacoby's yes. wearing long pants and a long sleeve t-shirt. You're like gonna a be, thick long sleeve you're t-shirt. You're going to be like drenched on the subway. Yeah, and I'm an extremely sweaty person. 30 seconds of waiting for the train and you're cooked. Yes. Good luck. All right, sorry. All right. It's summer. It's summer and um, I've rediscovered an item that's on many menus that is just absolutely perfect and underutilized. Ooh. This it needs to be more popular okay. as a dish. Watermelon salad. Mm, love watermelon salad. Feta, like onions, watermelon. Mm-hmm, little basil. Oh little, my God. Or some mint. Yeah. I, I ordered one and I ate it. And halfway through, <laughs> I was like, I need another, I need another one of these. I'd venture to say watermelon's a perfect food. Wow. Wow. A perfect food. It's refreshing. Mm-hmm. It's low calorie. It's flavorful. It's like n- not that expensive if you're willing to cut it up yourself. Um, if you had a pre pre slice, really mm. expensive. That's really expensive. So don't do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do, do you know how much a knife is? Like it's, I know. it can save you <laughs> millions. <laughs> um, it's good in salad. It's good as a dessert on its own. I like the juice of it's it. It's great. It's not that bad for you? No, not at all. It's it's like a, you know, it's a healthy, a healthful food. I don't know. I, just, I love it's watermelon. It's a great food. Yeah. And it also connotes the associations you have with watermelon. of summer. Are super summery, yeah. outdoors, and just like spitting seeds on the ground and kind of being messy and sticky fingers and picnic tables. And, and it's fine because yeah, it's carefree it's summer days. Fun. Yeah. 
Yeah, watermelon is perfect. All right, great. All right, well, let's very quickly, one listener food news. Jacoby, Juliet, this is Joey from Hartville, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just calling today to talk about seasonal foods a little bit. I'm sitting Sounds at work, so serious. struggling to focus, and I just find myself <laughs> looking up fall food recipes, mm. soup recipes. Getting ready. The other day I was in the store, and I saw some pumpkin spice cereals hit the shelf, and I found oh, myself no. really excited. Do you guys ever find yourself longing for foods of a different season? Mm. For me, it's in the summertime, looking forward to uh, fall and Christmas foods. But maybe for you, it's in the wintertime, looking forward to grilled food and margarita. I don't know. You tell me. Do you ever find yourself in the predicament that I'm in? Well, so thanks for calling, Joey. And I assume you're really hot right now. And that's why you're longing yeah. for the soups of fall. I often long for the summer fruit. Like, I love, love, love summer fruit. Watermelon in particular is perfect, I heard. Nectarines, cherries, blueberries, like all. I love that. So definitely. And then sometimes when I'm really hot and like why I'm so concerned about your trip home on the subway, I'm Mm -hmm. like, I just want to be like comfortable and not hot and like just like in a sweatshirt having some soup. So yes, I agree. Yeah. So this is the opposite for me. I love soup. So you have it year round. I will eat hot soup on a 105 degree day. I just love the soup experience. And uh, another hot take that I will finish this with, cold soup is gross. No gazpacho, please. That's not soup. I like gazpacho. No. What about cucumber soup? Is this a food fight? Yeah. This is a food fight. We'll talk about it next week. Gazpacho. We will taste we'll test. Debate. We will t- taste test chocolate gelato versus chocolate ice cream. And we will discuss cold soup. In the meantime, I've got a whole week to like research gazpacho <laughs> and prepare my debate. It's exciting. Uh, thank you to our producers, Ronick Nair and Mike Wargon. We'll be back next week. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.